Hey, welcome to the H&HR podcast. My name is Heather Taves. And I am Heidi Bolt. And we're sisters. We believe here at the H&H Hour that your ordinary is extraordinary. Thanks for listening. Hey, friends. We're so glad that you're here with us today. Thank you for listening to the H&H Hour podcast. Heidi, it is September. It is September. This year has flown by, Heather. But yet I also feel like when I think about this year, it feels like so much has been packed into it. Yeah. Like a lot has transpired. Mm-hmm. A lot has transpired. A lot of big things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's, you know, our parents used to say it all the time, time flies. And now I believe it. I did not get that when I was Mm-mm. a child. I'm like, no, it does not. Because between my birthdays. I know. An eternity. Yeah. And now they're right. They I were know. right all along. I love September though. Fall is one of my favorite seasons. Yeah. Uh, my sister, my other sister, yes. our sister. The third age. The third age. Holly and I talk about this all the time. There's a certain look to the September sky. Yeah. And I don't know if it's here, at least in central Illinois, if it's maybe the humidity has decreased. And mm-hmm. so I'm sure someone that is way more sciencey than I am would know this, but it's just bluer. Mm-hmm. There's a blue to the September sky that's so pretty. It's very vivid. The sunsets are incredible. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I have been thinking actually all summer long, this is something that has been on my heart. Mm-hmm. And I know you and I have talked about this a while back. I think yeah. maybe we even mentioned it a couple times on the show. Um, and it's this whole thought of, okay, well, let me back up a tiny bit. We've mentioned on here before about spiritual warfare. Right. We've talked about um, the spiritual realm and the battle that's going on in the spiritual realm, you know, good versus evil, right? you know, God and the devil and demons and darkness and all of that. And I want to just say at the start of this conversation that we 100% believe that that is real. Mm -hmm. We believe that we are called to be on this earth mm-hmm. um, as warriors yeah. um, in this battle, mm-hmm. you know, f- that, that God is going to come, Jesus will come back and once and for all um, end all of that. Right. But for right now, the devil still roams the earth, Correct. seeking those that he can devour. That's what God's word says. Yes, that yeah. he is here to steal, kill, and destroy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's his mission. Mm-hmm. And uh, we feel the effects of that in our lives. We, um, if you pay attention, you can often see the the work of the devil mm-hmm. in the different things in our lives. But and so we believe that is real. Right. I just I want to say that straight off the bat. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that maybe we give the devil too much of a platform. Mm. That we give he him, gets a lot of airtime. Yes, yeah. that we give him too much credit. Like for instance, you know when there's a, a horrific event that takes place mm-hmm. and there's a, a mass shooting or there's you know something that happens and for a long time in the media it was all about profiling that person yeah and giving them finding out who it was and what made them do it and recently you've begun to see the media take a different approach which i think is really great where they won't say the person's name mm-hmm. they won't show his face mm-hmm. or her face they won't um talk about the person that committed the act of violence because they don't want to give him or her any airtime. Yeah. And it's the same thing, I think, Mm -hmm. with the devil. That we often can just, well, it's an attack. 
or the devil's just really working overtime and we give him fame. Yeah. We give him fame. Yeah. And I think there's a different approach. And so I want to talk about that. Okay. I think this is such an important topic, Heather. And I love that we're talking about this. Um, So if you're listening and you're like, yep, I'm out, do not click off right now Mm -hmm. because this is for you too. Mm -hmm. Like I know sometimes spiritual warfare can be a really heavy topic. Yeah. And yeah. And it's like, Ooh, if I don't hear about it, I don't know about it. I can just ignore it. Pretend it's not there. Right. But I also think that then you might fall into the category of blaming people Mm. instead of the actual warfare that's existing. And God's word says that we don't battle against flesh and blood. Right. And as humans, our tendency is to find out who's in who is to blame? Who did right? it? Who like, is at fault? Who am I mad at? Who am I Who am I frustrated who with? Who can I be mad at? Yeah. Who can I blame? Yeah. Who do we place the blame on? And But God's word says we don't battle against flesh and blood. We don't, we don't battle against people. We battle against the principalities of darkness. That's right. And so while just wanting to be ignorant of it is not an option, also obsessing about it is so unhealthy. Mm. Obsessing about the darkness, obsessing about what is around us. And I have a quick example. So when we put our kids to bed at night, I always try to remember to speak over them, have sweet Jesus dreams. Because I want one of the last things on their minds is to be that reminder that the presence of Jesus is with them. Yes. And we were driving the other day and my brother-in-law was in the car um, who is not a believer. And my daughter, Colin, said, Mommy, last night in my room, it was so beautiful. Mm. And I said, it was. And she said, yes, nothing bad was in my room. Mm. And I was just reminded of the fact that I am intentional to speak that over her. You are going to have sweet Jesus dreams. And then we ask our kids, what were your Jesus dreams last night? And that's what we focus on instead of like, okay, it's going to be dark when I turn off the light. And, you know, not speaking that fear over them, but speaking the presence of Jesus. And I think as adults, we get to do that too. Yes. We get to speak the presence of Jesus, not to ignore the darkness and the hard things and the principalities that are trying to destroy us, but to give more credit to the power of God and what he has done for us than to constantly be acknowledging the enemy and what he's doing. Yes. That is so, so good. And I... I think it's just a perspective uh, mind shift Mm -hmm. that we have to do. You know, Isaiah, I think it's Isaiah 61, talks about for a spirit of heaviness, put on the garment of praise, which we've talked about that before. And what that means is that when you feel heaviness- Because you will. You will. You're human. (laughs) You will. When you feel heaviness, when you feel darkness, when you feel oppressed, when you feel down or sad, don't acknowledge and point out the heaviness. Yeah. Give your praise to God. Put on a garment of praise. Start praising God. Start giving him glory. Put your eyes on Jesus. Mm -hmm. Because I think what happens when we acknowledge, not that we don't ever talk about, I'm not saying don't talk about the hard things in your life. That's a different different conversation. This is about where your mind and your words go when you feel that. You when you put on the when you make the heaviness the focus, you give the devil the fame. That's right. Instead of Jesus the fame. And we're here to be a light, to proclaim the good news of Jesus, Mm -hmm. to show people what he's done in our lives, to make him famous. And that, especially when things are hard, especially when we feel the heaviness. And I've been around quite a few people and I'm, I'm guilty of this too, of like, well, you know, 
it's no wonder we're being attacked this week because of everything that we're doing, mm-hmm. because of what God's got us doing. It's no wonder that we're yeah. being attacked. Mm-hmm. And we give the attack, we give the darkness the, the glory. Yeah. We do. We're yeah. like, yeah, what's up? I see you. Yeah. Hey, hey, yeah, yeah I see you there. Yeah, come you know? on. And you know what? No, we, there are times, yes, we have to rebuke it. You yeah, know, speak in against Jesus' it. name, yep. devil, you have no place here. Jesus, mm-hmm. you are king of right. kings. You are on the throne. Right. I worship you. I have my eyes fixed on you. Yeah. And we don't give the darkness the fame. Yeah. Unfortunately, in Christian circles especially, and maybe this is something you're like, I don't, I don't have never experienced this before with anybody. But in the lane that you and I run in, in Christian circles where mm-hmm. people have been um, almost uh, wired this way mm-hmm. because of either churches that they've been in or or things that they've been taught, um, that's their first response. Yeah. You know, is maybe even to walk into a place and be like, oh, there's so much heaviness here. I can feel or the darkness. so much darkness. <laughs> and that that is the wrong response. Yep. The, the right response is, I come in here carrying the spirit mm-hmm. of the Almighty God. Yeah, because light always, always is brighter casts than out darkness. The darkness. Yeah, that's right. So, and then, and then God gets the fame. I love that. And not the darkness. I love that. And I think that our, our language, our language and our, our first response has to change. That's that so good. Jesus shouldn't get our second response. Mm-hmm. Second thought, our second words about it, and the devil our first. Mm-hmm. Jesus gets our first. That's right. That's we, right. We worship. We praise. We magnify. We give praise to the King of Kings. We rebuke the darkness, and then we go back to praising. That's right. Okay. So this summer, Heather, our kids participated in uh, like a muddy run race, raising money for St. Jude. Yeah. And I this this makes me think of this picture. So at the very end of this muddy run. They literally run through a mud pit. Yeah. But here's what I well, here's what I think, Heather, as we're talking about this. This is the picture I just got in, in my mind. I'm thinking of our children coming over these hurdles and these barriers that have specifically been put up for them to clear. Okay? Yeah. So they're running the course, they clear the hurdles, and then they get to the mud pit. And the thing about the mud pit is that they have positioned volunteers who are bigger than the kids. Yeah. To help them through the mud to pit. Get them through the mud. And the kids come in so anticipating the mud pit, and they have these big grins on their face. But then they get into the mud pit and they realize it's really difficult. Yeah. And it's really tough. But what is around the mud pit? Around the mud pit are a ton of parents cheering them on, yes. telling them they can do it, telling them one foot in front of the next, like, come on, you can do it. Yes. And volunteers with strong arms and strong hands pulling them out of the mud pit. Yes, that's so good. And I feel like sometimes as believers, Mm -hmm. especially, Mm -hmm. we tend to see the mud pit and we stay in it much longer than we should stay in it. Yeah, we give it value. Because we refuse the help that's around us. We refuse the encouragement that's around us. We are not listening to the voices saying, you can do this. You can get out of your mud pit. We choose to stay in the muck. Right. And I picture my little son, Wilder, he was in the middle of that mud pit yeah. and he was literally stuck, like up to his thigh, Could not I believe. pull his feet out. His foot was all the way down in the mud. Yeah. But I thought of his dad. His dad had foreseen the mud pit and he had physically taped his shoes onto his feet. Yeah. 
so that when he came out of the mud, his shoes were still on his feet. Yeah. And I thought, how good is our God to yeah. do that? He foresees the mud pit. He right. foresees the things that we're going to have to walk through. Mm-hmm. And he goes, uh-uh. No, the enemy is not going to steal your shoes of peace over this. Right. The enemy is going to have to submit to the power of God, the voices of encouragement around him. That's right. And go, no. Jesus gets this win. That's right. We're getting pulled out of the mud and we are going to finish the race. So I just think that's an encouragement for someone like no matter what you're in right now. Absolutely. And yeah, some of you are walking through a portion of hell that does need rebuked in the name of Jesus. And if you need people who believe deeply and hard for you, like message us, we will pray with you and believe for you. Yes. We will be the people cheering you out of your mud pit. Mm -hmm. But the point is, let the strong arms around you pull you out of the mud pit because you're still going to be intact at the end of this. You still have a race to run and you still at the end of this, you're going to get the prize. You're going to get the glory. Right. Yeah. And I think uh, one of one of the examples in our own life that we have right now is our, we mentioned in our last show, our new church building. Yes. And it is- So exciting. Um, yeah. The history behind it is dark. Yeah, really what, evil. For real, tell us what's up. Yeah, it's a it was a swingers club. Yeah, and um, don't Google that if you don't know what it means. Just yeah. trust us that it was it was not a a good place. Yeah, it was full of sin. Yeah, full of sin. But let's be real, people visit every establishment, so therefore every every establishment has been full of sin. Well, that's true, right? <laughs> but that gave me such a such a beautiful picture of this. Um, as soon as we bought the building. And we went in right away as soon as we had the keys and we worshiped, we took the spirit of God, which dwelt in us into that building and the darkness had to flee instantly. It had to go. We sang worship songs. We prayed over it. We we consecrated it to the Lord. You know, we don't have to go and do that 500 more times for it to work. It worked the first time. That's right. Come on. The spirit of God is now in that place forever. It It will stay there because we we brought it in there and we asked him to meet with us there. But um, we have this huge renovation project in front of us and Mm -hmm. it is honestly a mountain. Yeah. It is a mountain. But do you know what I love? We don't see the mountain. Yeah. We see what God has called us to in obedience and we see that he will provide. And that's faith. You know, we're not staring at this huge project that honestly, we don't know exactly how we're going to pay for it, Mm -hmm. but we trust God. That's right. And so we're not looking at oh boy, this is wrong and this is wrong. And here's this big mountain that we have to climb. We're standing at the foot of the mountain going, God, we trust you so fully. And we know this is your house and this is your building and you've called us to it and you will provide everything. That's right. And what the devil wants to do is rob us of that trust and that peace. Mm -hmm. He wants to take it. And so he'll do that through people's voices. He'll do that through naysayers, through through whoever whoever wants to stand in the way yeah. <laughs> and, and try to rob that peace, but we're, we won't let him. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that, that has been for me, it's been a really um, crazy time of realizing like I, I will not let someone else rob me of the peace I know God is giving me That's about right. the mountain that is in front of us. That's right. We're, we're aware of the mountain but we trust God fully. And I, um, this is the picture that I got very early on because there were a few people that were like, oh, I don't know, that like you're going to have to really w- like walk around that building and pray all those evil spirits out. Mm. They were so focused on that yeah. that they didn't see the goodness of God in it. That's right. And this is what God showed me. When he brought his people into the promised land, the promised land was full of their enemies, mm. full of e- evil, wicked people who were so far from God. 
and God gave the Israelites the promised land mm. after they went in and and he helped them defeat mm -hmm. their evil enemies. But it wasn't because the land was perfect and without blemish. Mm -hmm. There had been evil people living and doing horrible things in that land, and God still gave it to them. Oh, that's so good. And so land can be redeemed. Buildings can be redeemed from right. the Lord. And it actually gives God more glory right. because what once was something that was evil and dark and full of sin now gets to house the presence mm. of God. Heather, I love this story so much because uh, so just a couple weekends ago, we were in there on a Saturday morning with, I don't know, 30 or 40 people that love Jesus, like these incredible men and women and children of God. And everyone was so happy and yeah. so excited and so joyful to begin the work that God's called us to. Yeah. And I was so proud of our people. Yeah. You know, I'm standing back looking at these incredible people bringing the presence of God. That's right in a tangible way with their work gloves and their safety glasses on and their tools and just the joy that was there. And the interesting thing is there, is, there even are some non-believers yeah. who have partnered with us to yeah. renovate this church building. Yeah. And I just thought, man, isn't that God to let us walk a path that is for His glory and to be to bring people alongside us who need to experience the glory of God. And um, my husband actually had a a news interview a couple weeks ago. And of course, one of the questions that they asked, they said, you know, Kip, we know that the building used to be a swingers club. And, and how do you feel about that? And I loved his response so much because it's exactly what we're talking about. He says, you know, we're far less concerned about what that building used to be mm -hmm. and way more focused on what it is going to be. Yeah, so good. And I thought, yes, like we move forward mm -hmm in the acknowledgement that God has called us to this yes. and we celebrate what God is doing. Yes. So, And I think, Heather, it is so important. I love that you've brought up this topic because God's Word talks a lot about the fact that our tongue has the power of life yes. and death. Yeah. yeah, Life and death. And then it leaves it there because it's given us free will to choose, right. which means we have this incredible responsibility mm -hmm. of choosing, do we want to speak life or death? Mm -hmm. And so I think it always comes down to a heart condition. Yes. There are people in my life who I love, but who every time I'm with them, I know there's going to be negativity, mm -hmm. uh, darkness, mm -hmm. even people that claim Jesus, that negative spirit coming out of them, that negative tone. And then there are others who I know when I'm around them, I'm going to feel a sense of peace and positivity yes. and joy. And it's not because my other friends aren't have never walked through darkness is because of their perspective. Yes. They are choosing to see the Jesus instead of the enemy. Right. And and I think that is such an important thing, an important rhythm for us to implement into our lives. Yeah. Um, and I, God's word, if, if you struggle with this, like God's word is jammed, packed full of reminders of why we praise him. Right. Specifically the Psalms. Yeah. Every single chapter, I think, has the phrase praise the Lord or yeah. praise God in some capacity. Yeah. And it's like uh, chapter 144, verse 1, it says, praise the Lord who is my rock. Yeah. You know, so if you're struggling and you're feeling like everything around you is fluid and everything is sinking sand, you go, no, I'm going to praise the Lord who's my rock, right. who sustains me and holds me up when everything is melting around me. you know. Or you go into chapter 145 where it says, I will exalt you, my God and my King. You acknowledge you are royal and royalty gets to decide what they want, right? And so I'm going to praise your name forever. I will praise you every day. Yeah, that's so good. And you, you speak those words of truth over your own life, 
even if nobody else is doing it. Right. You speak them over your life and you call out the praises of the God of this universe. Yes. And you focus on that. Yeah. Yeah. And and don't give the devil the airtime. That's right. Rebuke the devil and mm-hmm. then move on. Move on. You know, yeah. move on. I love Psalm 103. I just read this this morning and it stood out to me. I've read this so many times, but this time it took on a different meaning. Let all that I am praise the Lord with my whole heart. I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. And before when I've read that, I've thought about like, let every part of my being praise the Lord. Mm. But this time when I read it, I read it like, let my hardships praise the Lord. Let my sadness praise the Lord. Let my doubt praise the Lord. Let my joy praise the Lord. Let the good times praise the Lord. Let everything, all that I am, every part of me, everything that happens to me, let my first response be to praise the Lord. And then it goes on to say, may I never forget the good things he does for me, which I I think we you know, we can do that. We can forget the good things that the Lord does for us. We can get so bogged down in the the muck, in the mud. Yeah. And we forget that there are good things. There are hands there to pull us out. There are good things ahead. Yeah. Um, he forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and his tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. And that made me just think, Praise him in your sin. Mm. Praise him in your diseases. Yeah. Praise him in death and mm-hmm. destruction and hardship. And I've seen people do this. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen people that um recently have lost a spouse. This woman that I'm loosely connected with, and she lost her spouse unexpectedly. Yeah. And her response has been to praise the Lord. Yeah. You know, not once have I, she hasn't been. Um, unrealistic about how hard it is and the pain that she's gone through. She's been very real about that, but she hasn't been like, oh, it's just such an attack from the devil. She has had eyes on Jesus and all of her response, even in her sorrow, even in death has been to praise the Lord. And so I just, you know, let's be those people. Mm. Let all that I am, all that I go through in life, all that I endure in life, let it lead me to praise the Lord. Mm. Um, you know, the scripture says, let everything that has breath mm. praise the Lord. And we have breath. Yeah. Let that, let that be our first response. That's let's so not good. give the devil the nod. Let's not give him fame. Let's mm. not give him airtime. Yeah. You know, let's rebuke him and put him in his place. That's right. And ignore yeah. that he has any power over us because he doesn't, the only power he has over us is what we give him. Mm-hmm. And I think when we acknowledge him, we give him power. That's right. And I think too, Heather, I love that you say like we put him in his place. I love when I pray for something like for my spouse or for my kids or someone in my life that's walking through something tough. I do love to remember like, yeah, we rebuke the enemy. We tell him like, you have to go submit to Jesus. Yes. He already conquered you. And in your place that you're leaving behind, in that empty place, yeah. we're going to fill it with the presence of God, yeah, that's the right. peace of God, or whatever situation is around them, whatever attribute of God fills that space. I speak that into that space because it reminds me that in the enemy's absence, that space gets to be filled with the presence of God. Yes. And Heather, there's a song that we sing at church, and I'm going to read you the lyrics because I think it's so important for this topic. Um, So listen, this is called The Song of the Ascent. Yeah. And I want to read this to you really quickly. It says, Oh, how high would I climb mountains if the mountains were where you hide? Oh, how far I'd scale the valleys if you graced the other side. How far have I chased rivers from lowly seas to where they rise against the rush of grace descending from the source of its supply? In the highlands 
and the heartache. You're never more or less inclined. I would search and stop at nothing. You're just not that hard to find. Hmm. And then the chorus says this. So I will praise you on the mountain, and I will praise you when the mountain's in my way. You're the summit where my feet are, so I will praise you in the valleys all the same. No less God within the shadows, no less faithful when the night leads me astray. You're the heaven where my heart is, and the highlands and the heartache all the same. Mm. And it goes on, and it's such a beautiful song. It's by Hillsong. And I just, I think that often. like. I'll praise you on the mountain. Yeah. I'll praise you in the valley just the same. Yeah. You're no less God in the valley than you were on the mountain. Yeah. That's so good. I love that. I put this on Instagram the other day, just thinking through this whole topic. And it was, don't be so consumed with the presence of your enemy that you miss the presence of your God. Yeah. Don't miss the presence of your God because Mm -hmm. your eyes are on your enemy or your problem. So good. And that is... Truly, it's just about keeping your eyes on Jesus. Yeah. And when you do that, it doesn't mean your problems just disappear magically. No. It means that you're able to walk through them entirely differently That's than right. if your eyes are on the, the, the darkness, the presence of the darkness. It's so good. Well, thank you so much for listening. As always, we are so glad that you do. We'd love to hear from you. We truly read every message and try to respond to every message that's sent to us and um, let us know how we can be praying for you. You can find us on Instagram at the H&H Hour, or you can email us at the H&H Hour at gmail.com. And we hope that you have a very awesome week and that you begin to, um, or continue to, because so many of you have told us that you already do this, find the extraordinary in the ordinary parts of your day. Have a great day.